you are listening to the Grace and Wrath podcast. This is Mark. Living a truly fulfilling life without Christ is impossible, and choosing to die without Christ is pure insanity. Repentance of sin and belief in the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved by God's grace from God's wrath. Welcome back to the Grace and Wrath podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. In this series, we're telling Bible stories in chronological order and adding tips and commentary to help you share the gospel more easily and effectively. Today's story is Transfer of Power. When David became old and frail, he was always cold. Covering him with blankets didn't help. Finally, they decided to provide him with a nurse that would sleep with him. They found a beautiful virgin, and she was his constant nurse. She slept with him, but they didn't have sex. Adonijah was the fourth son of David, a younger brother of Absalom. He was just as handsome as his brother. David never disciplined Adonijah or even corrected him. Since David was old and bedridden, Adonijah said, I'll be the next king. He hired 50 bodyguards to run before him as he rode through the streets in a chariot. He asked Joab to help him and also enlisted the help of the high priest. Others refused to help, including Nathan the prophet. Adonijah hosted a banquet and invited those who supported him. He also invited his brothers, David's servants, and officials of Judah. But he didn't invite those who opposed him, and he didn't invite Solomon. Bathsheba was Solomon's mother. Nathan went and told her what was happening. He said, The king doesn't know what Adonijah is doing. If we don't stop this, you and your son will die. And he then told her exactly how they should tell the king. She went to David's bedroom, where his nurse was serving him. Bathsheba said, My lord, you said Solomon would be the king after you. But now Adonijah has made himself king without you knowing it. All of Israel is looking to you to tell them exactly who should be king. If you die without telling them, Solomon and I will be killed as criminals. At that exact moment, Nathan came in and said, My lord king, did you make Adonijah king? Today he's having a banquet with the officials of Israel. They're eating and drinking and saying, Long live the king. Many of us weren't invited. I'm surprised you authorized this without letting me know. David said to Bathsheba, As sure as the Lord lives, your son Solomon will be king after me. It will happen today. He then gave an assignment to certain priests, officials, and the prophet Nathan. Have Solomon ride on my personal mule to the place where you'll anoint him king. Afterwards, blow the ram's horn and shout, Long live the king Solomon. Then have him sit on my throne. Tell everyone he's the one I've selected to be king after me. The men followed David's instructions. As soon as Solomon was pronounced king, the people flowed into the streets shouting, playing flutes, and celebrating. The people at Adonijah's banquet heard the noise and wondered what was happening. Men rushed in and told them, King David has made Solomon king of Israel. Right now he's sitting on the royal throne. Everyone quickly left the banquet and went home. Adonijah was terrified of what Solomon would do to him. He went to the tabernacle and grabbed the horns of the altar. He sent a message to Solomon saying, I'm your slave. Please promise me you'll not kill me. Solomon sent a message back. I won't kill you if you act like a man of character. But if not, I'll have you killed. So Adonijah went and bowed down before Solomon and gave him honor as the new king. 
1 Kings chapter 1, verses 50 and 51. Now Adonijah was afraid of Solomon. So he arose and went and took hold of the horns of the altar. And it was told Solomon, saying, Indeed, Adonijah is afraid of King Solomon. For look, he has taken hold of the horns of the altar, saying, Let King Solomon swear to me today that he will not put his servant to death with the sword. Well, the horns of the altar. I'm going to read a quote from the Prince of Preachers, Mr. Charles Spurgeon. The horns of the altar were the place of mercy. The laying hold upon the literal horns of the altar, which can be handled, availed not Joab. There are many, oh how many still, that are hoping to be saved because they lay hold, as they think, upon the horns of the sacraments. Men of unhallowed life, nevertheless, come to the sacramental table looking for a blessing. Do they not know that they pollute it? Do they not know that they are committing a high sin? and a great misdemeanor against God by coming against his people, where they have no right to be? And yet they think that by committing this atrocity they are securing to themselves safety. How common it is to find in this city, when an irreligious man is dying, that someone will say, Oh, he is all right, for a clergyman has been, and given him the sacrament. I often marvel how men calling themselves the servants of God can dare thus to profane the ordinance of the Lord. Did he ever intend the blessed memorial of the Lord's Supper to be a kind of superstitious violicum, something upon which ungodly men may depend in their last hour, as if it could put away sin? Sadly, we, we do lean a lot on sacraments and decorum and behavior, and again, it's all about works. But I'm going to repeat myself and say that there is one and only one way of receiving salvation. The Lord himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you haven't already, I encourage you to heed the Lord's call, turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program. And please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath and on the web at graceandwrath.com. Thanks for listening. This is Mark signing off for now, so ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.